ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant God. Hello, friends, and welcome to a special edition of Who's Your Caddy? Chief here, as the sun has finally broken through after a long, cold winter here in the Northeast, we will set our sights a bit farther south. In just under 72 hours, we will have the commencement of the 87th Masters Tournament live from Augusta, Georgia. A sight to behold each year in our memories and in our futures to behold. So without further ado, today we have several special features for you, starting with a lively debate between me and Appalachian and Liam, underscore in between, where we give our favorite plays, hump day hammers, Monday misprices, and so much more. Sicko specials galore will grace the hallowed grounds of Augusta National in a few days' time. And then we will have on a special guest, one we have longed to hear, formerly of the Monday Night Approach podcast, Rob G., cousin or uncle, depending on how you see him, but a pillar of the community uh, once and forever. He will join me to give his insights on a tradition unlike any other, the Masters. And we're back live in studio with at blatant underscore Liam, host of the Crease Crankers podcast and overall degenerate lunatic. What's up, brother? Dude, I am excited for this week. I'm even more pumped coming off the last two weeks back to back outright renters. I've never done that. Never even came close. Dude, and I'm just I'm riding the heater right now. I, I think when uh, Corey Connors comes into town, you might owe him a drink or two. Uh, I, I the way he's might. been performing the last couple of weeks, but always good to see uh, a nice outright hit on Corey. Not gonna lie, I've been riding that man for two years. He's been always my man up north, so I'm, I'm ex- I was excited for him just to come away with another win. I know it's nice to see his, his wife was there, and and you know he he had to sweat a little bit over that three footer. He's been known to miss those, but. Uh, not yesterday. He came through and then took his second Valero four years after the first. Out of anybody's wife on tour, his wife scares me because she gets so freaking nervous. The Dude, she was round. like, she had the glasses on. She yeah. fits in uh, on the sideline the whole she time. She gets more nervous for the three putters than I do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I mean, we're going right from from Houston straight into, I guess it was San Antonio rather, into Augusta for the 87th Masters. Uh coincidentally it'll be our 87th episode i went back and counted the other day so pretty happy about that thank you to all of our followers of course and uh you know five star review we got a special promo running elo sent out the uh the newsletter 23 percent off everything we just added those new polos to the website oh, polos are tough get them the polos are dope i have one on right now i'm very comfortable moisture wicking uh was it masters 23 is the uh, discount code i think you guys will have it open the whole week so we want to get you guys outfitted in some new gear ready for the course beautiful day up here um so we're gonna listen we'll run through we're gonna not we'll probably go through most of the players i'm not gonna go nuts with it um we know the course you know we see it every year augusta national you guys kind of know bent grass 
The one thing I do want to keep an eye on is this weather. It looks pretty bad right now. I heard rain's coming in. A lot of rain. I think it's going to be more rain than a wind event. Um, but I, I do kind of keep that in mind. I might be targeting guys that are just a little bit longer. You know, they move the tees back on 11 and 13. So it's going to play even longer than it normally does. Par 72. It's going to be near 7,500 yards. This is going to play into, like, slowing down the greens a lot? Um, you know, they have the, the top um, – the top air ventilation system, I think, in the world underneath those greens. So they can adjust Don't it however that. they want. They usually got the stint meter running at like a 13, which is pretty slick. You know, fast Bermuda. We've seen guys, obviously, like Spieth, Scheffler, um, guys that are that are used to those fast putting greens, whether it's in Texas. They use primarily bent grass. Um, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm going to be kind of targeting bombers. You know, a lot of these majors recently have gone to bombers. Of course, there's been some that haven't. Scotty will be defending, um, but, you know, right at the top, Rombo and Rory are are two guys probably the most, you would say, ready for that jacket. Rory had it in his grasp uh, the Charles Schwartzel year when he birdied those last four and Rory collapsed on the back nine. Uh, you know, he hold out from the bunker along with Morikawa last year on 18. So can Rory finally exercise the demons, as we would say? What do you think? Is it is it going to be his time? I'm going to go hard no on Rory. I just hard no. I, I don't think it's Rory's time. I don't know if he'll get another jacket. Um, I don't. I don't know if he'll win another major. I know um, he's. I know he's playing good. He's the face of golf. I feel like there's so much pressure on Rory right now, and like it's his time right now. Next two years, if he doesn't get it done. Mm. Ton of pressure. Here, here's my thoughts on this. My heart, and I wrote this in my blog. I want Rory to win. Yeah, um, agreed. Can can he go runner up to winning? Well, we've seen a lot of repeat winners over the last two years between Scotty, his best friend Sammy Burns, um, or if not winning, coming very close. So even if Rory falls short yet again, I think a T five outside of any weird things that happen, pulling a Tony Finau and, and twisting his ankle in the par three, uh, which I don't even know if they're going to play at this rate with the weather, but. I think there's a very, very good chance that at least two out of the three of Scotty, Rom, and Rory will be in the top five. I mean, I, I find it hard to think that they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't see how playing. any of those three really don't lurk, but I'm not going to take any of those three to win this week. I really, I'm going to lay off the horses a little bit. Okay, we'll do at the end. We'll do, we'll do that. Uh, we'll just pick our guys to win. I'm going to just put Rory aside because I, I think in my heart he'll win. But I'll, I'll give you a couple other dark horses that if the weather kicks up. And we'll assume more rain than wind, but just just consider that we could be seeing a, an open championship type leaderboard here if it comes into that the European just crap weather. Friday looks terrible. Saturday morning even looks unplayable right now. So stick to the forecast. I don't know that you're going to need to adjust your waves so much. Um, you're not going to see the splits where there's so many guys. I think there's only 80-something guys in the field as is. So I don't know that it's going to be like an AM, PM thing, more as just guys that are conditioned to play in the rain and on soft, longer golf courses. So, you know, Brooksy wins his second live event now. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get down to him. He's probably the top Monday miss price for me. He's now at 7600 on DraftKings and their price. I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, and it, you know, major pricing, it gets suppressed quite a bit. So you see guys that are pretty solid players, decently priced. You know, Ty Hatton, 7900 Justin Rose, Fleetwood. I think Hatton might get, like, suppressed even more because he hasn't been, like, playing great whatsoever. But he's a guy that I love, especially if it's going to be a little rainy. Yep. He, he hurt his hand on the range two starts back. But I saw an interview. He said he was fine. He just tweaked it that day. So I think health-wise, Hatton's fine. I think that was a little played out because that was a WGC yeah. and he would have just withdrew if like it was anything serious. He also, you know, is a guy that has has said that he doesn't love the setup of Augusta uh, and the Masters in general. But 
I mean, he's a top 10 player in the world, really, though, over the last six months to a year. Um, 7,900 for him. You got all of them there. Fitzy, again, coming off his neck. There's a lot of guys with lingering concerns, but you think maybe they're just kind of taking it easy until Augusta. You know, yeah. and now, now they're here, and it's it's all hands on deck. I mean, you can make a case for any of these guys in the eights and nines up through the tens, but uh, who else are we looking at? Top dogs. This I mean, is, I'm so you know, excited. Like, I know, like, the live and all this stuff's going on. I love seeing everyone just coming back. Oh, together. I love this it. This absolute loaded board i'm waiting for these tea times too i i you know i did a couple uh dream scenarios but yeah i think maybe tonight we'll see it usually tuesday they do the tea times but i think that's going to be a big factor some of these guys playing together you know they've they've said that the media has kind of increased it and the netflix show who knows you know some of them probably genuinely don't dislike you know each other as much as it comes out to seem but I don't know. Cam Smith, he's he's there again. You know, he's. I think he was. He spoke very openly about the whole players' championship controversy, not being able to defend his title. Yeah, I took an outright number on him early. I just think a thirty-five to one is just it was worth a put. I, I'm not taking him as like you know my top dog this week, but I, I do think Cam Smith's going to be in well well in contention. It's hard not to be. I mean, he won the Open, so he's uh, won the last major that was played right there over Rory and Cam Young. Remember, he eagled eighteen. Oh yeah. He had a tough start last year, but again, first-timers very rarely fare well at Augusta. So the way he's playing coming in, uh, ran out of steam to Sammy Burns in the match play, the last big boy event they had. But I think Cam Young is, is alive to win this thing. I really do. That would, could be some breakthrough for him uh, coming to the course. and getting I that. think he's going to win the next two months. I, I don't think it's this oh, week. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many – I think he's had seven top threes going back to last summer. So, I mean, he's he's been there enough. It's going to – same as Willie Z, who we'll get to. I think he could be he could be the X factor the whole week. Oh, my um, God. I know this drink is pink, but Pepto, Pepto, Pepto on Willie Z. Dude. Well, listen, the way he's been putting is, is atrocious. However, over his career, he has shown that he can putt at Augusta better than almost any other course. Absolutely. If these, if these greens get slowed down to the point where they can't control it um, – Due to the rain, Willie Z on a slow course, the way he strikes the ball, I mean, at a low ownership, 8,200, that could just be absolute Hammurabi special. I, I mean, that that's an intriguing number to me. There's there's a lot of guys down here that hit the ball a long way. Tony Finau, you know, 8,900. We've seen him top five in the open, so he can play in the wind and rain. He's long as shit. Dustin, I mean, Dustin, 8,800. DJ, oh, my God. He, he'll he be in 90% of my lineups at 8,800. Come Dude, on now. He, he's going to be geared up for the Masters. Already has a green jacket. You know, there's only a few events it seems like he's really locked in for the entire year. Now you're, you're looking at this number here. I mean, it's just value central. JT, 9,300. Home, by the way, he's been playing, although his major record is, is lacking, to say the least. Morikawa. You know, tied Rory for runner-up last year after holding out on 18, like we mentioned. Xander. I mean, oh, Xander, you mentioned it. Let's go. Give me the give early me, hammer. Let's go. Give it to the people. Xander is getting his, finally, that major win. He's getting the green jacket this week. Hammer time on Xander. Man. Hammer time. He was there the Tiger year. Ended up, uh, I think, T2 in that year. Missed the cut last year. Um, but I'm not so concerned. A player of his ilk, um, I think he's a great play. And, you know, I think Cantlay, I, I put them together not just because they're best friends like Scotty and Burns, but their games are similar. They don't have any defined flaw in their game. A lot of these guys, you can pick out one or two things you're worried about. Cantlay's um, been quietly, like, just on, like, a tear. But I just – I don't trust Cantley. I don't know what it about, what it is about him. I just – there's something. There's well, something. Well, there's a lot of reason to. You know, he was there. If you remember, he made that run. Uh, the 2019 one just sticks in my mind. That was a wet, rainy year, too, and it was Tiger – Tony Finau and Molinari in the final pairing. 
They got to 12, Golden Bell. Uh, His iron should get, like, that ROM hotness where he just puts everything near the pin, but I just... Mm. I mean, he had the lead on 16 that year in 2019. So I, I think back, I've been watching a few of the old ones. I got to get caught. I'm up to like 2016. I, I want to watch 2019 and then probably the last couple of years. I could watch 2019 on repeat. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. I was uh, in my fiance's uh, parents' house just sitting there. I remember exactly. Just I couldn't believe the Tiger did it. I think everyone was so happy to see it. And frankly, him and Patrick Reed, both 7,300. I'm going to be peppering them like Emerald, baby. I mean, that's are you kidding me? There's yeah. some courses, you know, Jack did it. At age 46, you know, I think that some of these guys, Tiger could play this course blindfolded, and you just see more than any other course, history matters so much here. Um, I'm going to be going back to the well with Tiger. Oh, my God. Both of them at 7,300 is a joke. There's one guy, though, we kind of glossed over here on the upper echelon players, and he'll be be my first Humphrey Hammer here. Jordan Spieth, the pride of Texas, hook him horns. He's already got a green jacket. Um, one in, in dramatic, uh, not even dramatic, just an impressive fashion back in 2015. He was runner-up the year prior to that, and then he had the lead, obviously imploded on 12 the following year, the Danny Willett year, another cold, rainy rendition yeah, of the I, Masters. I don't know if there's you know any coincidence, but since that Netflix doc came out, I feel like Spieth has his mojo back, too. He, he's back. You know he's erratic, but again, a, a cerebral player like he is, much like Tiger, Every time that Spieth plays this place, he just picks up something else, and I, I think that he's going to be there down to the very end. So for me, again, law of averages, I'd have to say that Rom or Rory's do. Rom's been a little shaky since the players, um, but again, I think he'll be ready to go here. You know, I think him and Rory and Spieth, for me, are, are the three most likeliest up top, just assuming Scotty won't go back-to-back back here, although he's, of course, showing that he can do that. I, I just this This is a place where... So many things could happen. Uh, we've seen crazy finishes on the back nine. A lot of people say the Masters don't start till the back nine on Sunday. Yeah. So it'll be Easter Sunday. Your mom, uh, my mom, and you share a birthday on Saturday. So we've got oh, a lot, yeah. a lot of cool, uh, cool things this weekend to look forward to. But um, going down a little bit, um, I'm, I'm gonna get a couple more Hump Day hammers in while we got the chance here. I mean, we talked about him. We talk about him almost every tournament. But I'm, I'm sorry, Tommy Fleetwood, seventy-seven hundred. Still has yet to win stateside, which I'm shocked at um, with his career resume. But we've seen what he's done at Shinnecock, the U.S. Opens. He's played fine here in the past. Um, just his record overall at Players' Championship, he lurked. T3 at the Valspar. T14 here last year. I mean, he's he's top five in approach and around the greens coming in hot. Two of the most important stats here, if the weather picks up. I think I'll, do, I'll be on a T20 bet on him. I, I don't know if he's contending to win this jacket, though. I, you know what? I, I just he might have it in him, but there, there's just so much cream of the crop above, like that. There is some guys that are just playing so damn well. I want guys that have been there before at the end, and he has been at many big events. His major record is stellar. Uh, Aaron Hill does, does he check everything on your boxes though? Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, the only thing he doesn't check on my box is being able to close it out. But I mean, again, seventy-seven hundred. Like, I, I just think him, Brooksy, Connors. Min Woo Lee, who did it at Sawgrass, and he did it here on his first chance. Guys that play well at difficult courses on their first attempt. A course like this, he was top, I think he was in the top 10 for almost all the tournament last year. I think he finished maybe tied 14th, I think it was. Um, but Min Woo Lee has been T13 or better in almost, I think, let's see, 22. I'm looking at this stat here. He's had like 20 events with Euro Tour plus this. Yeah, outside and the he, API. He's been like... top 15 in like all of them. Five, yeah, he's had and he's had five finishes in the top five between those two. So Minwoo Lee, <laughs> again, 
Australian background, 7,600. Him and Adam Scott, again. And also, like, when you have Connors there coming <clears throat> off the win, Kepka super undervalued, like, he's going to be low-owned. I watched Adam Scott's victory in 2013, first Australian to win the Masters in the rain. Think about that. 7,500, a guy who stuck with the PGA Tour. Um, I, I hear Masters. I hear Adam Scott at 7,500. He's getting in lineups. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's on. it. Hammer, hammer, double hammer on Adam Scott. I'm Absolutely. sorry. He's got one more left in the tank. I, I think it's too much to think that he's done. He's got Stevie Williams back on the bag. Uh, the the New Zealander who caddied for, I think, three out of five of Tiger's master wins. So no reason I wouldn't go back to him. And then, you know, going down the board a little bit more, if I'm looking here, if we're talking T20. I Bryson Bomber. Bryson, I thought about Bryson. I think his dad passed away recently, so that, he was he's been messed up with that injuries. But you know what? If it's a soft course, wet, we saw what he did at Winged Foot when it was thick, rough. I feel like uh, he's just been conditions. so unrelevant for so long. His ownership should not be that high coming from the LIV. I think he's worth he's worth a sprinkle in some lineups. After last week with Corey Connors, Brooks's pricing, Tommy, Justin Rose again, who lost the playoff here to Sergio. Uh, and coming in great form after the Pebble win, I, I mean, I don't think Bryson will be more than uh, like three percent owned. I would yeah. say that would, that would be my initial estimate. I haven't looked at it's a little early still I think for it's a great ownership numbers, play. but and I've always been a huge Bryson guy. I lost the you know the, the love lost a little bit when he went over to LIV, but yeah, I I, I, th- I think initially everyone kind of was upset at that, but the more we think about it, maybe that you know that was a good financial decision for them. Now you're seeing that they could be locked in their contracts, so it's going to be an ongoing saga. Um, with them but you know looking at Keegan Bradley for me 7400 a guy who's had a mixed bag here he's talked about you know the commitments for tickets for family and it's a it's a big to do going to Augusta it's unlike any other tournament but you know he had a runner-up at Torrey another long difficult course I mean he's a local guy we love cousin Keegs but you know I, I there's too I, many I like guys him. in the sevens that I, I don't think I'm playing much of Keegan at all this week what about uh one of our other friends Mad Dog Mitchell 7100 <laughs> you know I like him come on now he played great at Riviera where we've seen Bubba win the Masters now twice always plays well and, and there's one there so that's a good little correlation we've seen what speed's done there prodigious driver of the golf ball a Georgia dog again I just think the way he hits the ball off the tee on a I long, like him, but I, I like I like Kirk a lot more for going to that seventy one. Love Kirk. Look look great again last week at Valero. Yeah. He's been he's had an amazing amazing spring. Kirk man, I, I would love to see him in contention. Finally got the monkey off his back. He after after he did, I sort of started eyeing him for this tournament. I thought he was going to be in you know that high six range, but low sevens. I'm I'm still very confident in him. I mean, Kirk, he obviously won the Honda. Was in contention at API last year. Again, long difficult courses in the southeast. Chris Kirk. These trends kind of come together. Uh, what about Louis Ustase in seventy two hundred? Looked decent. Last I haven't week. seen him much. He looked he looked better. He was playing like crap. Looked okay. He just again another guy always shows up. To majors, the majors. Oh my majors. God. His major record is exemplary. So I like him. And then going down into the sicko special range, I think we can dive in below seven right now. I mean. The Belgian bomber Thomas Peters, sixty nine hundred. I know Romeo always Romeo's him, firstborn son that he orphaned. It, it's sad to say, but you know, no one hits it longer than him. He's got a T four here. Missed the cut the last two years, battling injuries. Live guys that are, are that are kind of settling into changes in their life and now are ready to come back to Augusta with vengeance on their mind. I mean, I'm going to be playing him. I'm going to be playing Hoagie. Fargo's fine at 6,900. Play well. Kapalua, another 
long course, difficult, undulating greens. There was a, I saw a third at the players that a, that a live guy wins. I don't I don't I think that's worth a freaking sprinkle. It might man. Be. I think it was like a plus a thousand. I think I'm not gonna. That's go a lot nuts. of that's a lot of guys. With the T20s, and I love doing it at the uh, the off-field events because you get huge numbers for these guys. But small field, I haven't really looked at the T20s, T30. How many guys yet. make the cut? Fifty. Yeah, I think it's I think it's top fifty in ties out of yeah. I mean, there's only ninety or eighty nine guys in the field, and then Aaron Wise withdrew. All the best out to him. But I mean, let's let's write off five or six of these lifetime guarantee guys at the end. You know, you're really realistically guys that can T20. I feel like there's maybe only 60 guys. So you, you take out a third of the field. There's not much else to work with down there. You, you're going to have to differentiate your lineups and just go a little different. I mean, famous Seamus Power, 6,800. If it becomes a rain and wind fest, I could see him. He was T14 also in his debut last year. Um, cousin Harris English. 6,700 was about two inches away from getting into a playoff at Bay Hill three weeks ago. Now that's, you know, he's been riddled with injuries. Another Georgia dog. Stay, stay, stay clear of Harris English this week. I think a little bit. He's been so cold this year. But like you said for Bryson though. He pops up. For for Bryson, I mean, you got to find someone. If you're looking to take down one of these big-time tournaments, you need a guy that's sub 5% owned. And I I think Harris English will be there. You know who it Um, is for me though. The co-cracking, the co-cracking. Baby. I'm, going, I'm going back to the well, baby. 6,500 uh, for the co-cracking. All Ooh. of our ex-uncles that left live and now are coming back. Yeah, uh, man. Uncle this... Lee didn't make the field, God forbid. Uh, but he's, he's, <laughs> we he's a perpetual. <laughs> you know, my, my phrase is a perpetual lurker. Uncle Lee is there every year. All these old masters you go back and watch. He's in the final pairing. He's in the, the, you know, the end of it. But uh, another guy who was really brought me now six, seven years ago truly into the golf DJ community and he'll probably be my last hump day hammer I think he's gonna get a little popular as these weather forecasts come out but I'll tell you what he's in a little bit better form played well again here last year Danny Willett 6600 I'm going back I don't care I'm going back to the well um just again you see guys Charles Schwartzel another guy they could go on a, a five or six miscut spree and then just show up to Augusta and be ready to contend it happens every year there, there's a few guys Cam Champ how many missed cuts does he have this year? But look at his Augusta record. It's ridiculous. He's got three top 20s, I think, and three starts here. I, yeah, I mean, and he could hit the shit out of the ball, shit. man. JT the postman. Guy that's coming in hot. Again, Valspar, T10. He made it out of his group at the match. <laughs> looking at Cameron Chance. Freezing. Cut, 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 Dude, cut, it's cut, bad. Cut, 53. It's atrocious. But you know what? Again, just the theme of course history being so, so much more prevalent at this tournament than others in the past. I think you got to sprinkle. If you're doing a single entry, maybe not. But like, I mean, my strategy coming in is I'm going to find somebody in you know that that 63 to 7100 range, and then I'm going to fill up the board with you know the 8000s, and then get a get a top guy for sure. How about there's a few more guys actually down here that I kind of like. Some some of his pricing I think is a little off. Um, a guy who <laughs> probably not going to be invited to <laughs> too many gatherings of, of friends, but Kevin Nah. I mean, he's got a good record here. He's very similar to Champ. You know, their their record sticks out. He's here. got ice in his veins too, man. How about a guy, my Paisan, who's who's trying to get onto the Ryder Cup in his home country of Italy, who had this tournament in the bag until he got to twelve and and kind of gagged it away. Francesco Molinari, sixty six hundred, an Open Championship winner over Tiger as well at Carnoustie. I think I think he could be in play at sixty six. I did watch him a little bit on. Uh... 
on Friday at the Valero. I was I was just wanted to see how he was looking. He did not look great. Didn't look great. Um, you know, there's a few guys that did not. Neither did Ryan Fox, but he's long as shit. You know, yeah. he's long. I could see him being Fox a first time blew guy. Up one of my lineups. Um, another first guy, guy that's played great the last year, mostly in Europe. He's come over here, uh, similar to Dietrich, but Adrian Moronk, 6,400. He uh, might be on your family tree soon. You've been bringing him up quite some bit. He's top five in around the green the last eight rounds. I mean, for my metrics, he, he's very long, too. The Polish Giraffe is, is his nickname. I didn't come up with that, but I wish I did. Uh, he's a solid player. I mean, how about Phil? How about Phil? 6,400. Who else wants to stick it up the ass of these guys more than Phil? I mean, he is – talk about guys on a vengeance tour. I think I'm, I'm going to take a little, here Phil, little Phil, Zach Johnson, parlay both to make the cut because I'm really eyeing both those guys low on the board. I think they'll make the cut and get you some points at that, you know, 6,000 range. I like that. I mean, Sepp Straka, long guy, Georgia, off the T6,300 was T33 on his first attempt here. I mean, I, just, I don't see any problem with that. I wanted to play Mac Hughes, and I did start peppering him along with Poston, but the more I hear about this rain, I just he's going to be at a big disadvantage. He's going to have to pull a Zeej, lay up on every par five, and make a ton of birdies. Yeah, he broke through the Sanderson. I think I think we keep Mac Hughes on the radar, not for this week, but for you know some weeks coming up. Uh, I think he's in for a little bit of a run. If he's playing next week at the Heritage, that that could be a nice spot for him. Yeah, uh, Coastal Carolina course, but you know he made it out of his his group in uh, another another tricky little course there down in Austin, but a much shorter course. So. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that, that are intriguing to me at the bottom here. If you start any lineup, Rory Rom, Scheffler Rory, you know, you're going to have to get down here. But between the value in the mid to low sevens and the upper sixes, I think you're okay. I, I think there's a, there's cases to be made for a lot of these guys. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty damn excited. Like, I, Hey, under 6,500, who's who's your favorite guy? Because I'm going with ZJ, Zach Johnson, baby, under, after the co-crack. Under, si- under 6,500, interesting. I, I, I just think that this is real sick co-range, though. <sighs> Kazuki Higa, 6,300. I'm not saying he's not my favorite, but very special player from Japan. Saw Hideki win this two years ago now. Just having a great overall six months, um, new to the States. But again, I'm going to be light on guys coming here for their first try. So my favorite, I mean, under 65, honestly, either Moronk or Phil for me, probably. Just, Love it. You know, again, we see guys every, how many years did Freddie Couples lurk here? Especially if, if the winning score is not going to break minus 10, these guys can just pick their way around this course. They've played it yeah. a million times. They know the ins and outs around the greens. Phil's them still a maestro, and Phil's looked a little better, too. You know, he looked fine. He just won the PGA two years ago. That That's not that long ago. Um, you know, he keeps in shape with his uh, his crazy nutrition and coffee regimen. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's let's get down to the brass tacks here. Give me give me a mortal T5 lock and then give me a give me a dark horse who could pull a Danny Willett on the back nine on Sunday. All right, mortal T5 lock is Xander. OK, Xander's getting that T5 no matter what. Let's go for that. Uh. That back nine special, I, I placed it early in the week. I'm actually I'm gonna go two back nine specials because I got Corey Connors at ninety to one before this Valero weekend, and we're we're gonna stay with him. We're, we think he you know continues that hot streak, and then let's go Louie. Oh, who's in Okay, who's <laughs> okay? Louis stays in there. You Ustazen, go. Stays in. Who's stays in? That guy is going to be nice on the back nine on Sunday. All right, I'm gonna give you. I told you I think Rory can figure it out. 
I just have a feeling maybe it was watching 2013. Maybe I just think he has one run left. Maybe it's Stevie Williams on the bag. I think Adam Scott is going to T5 this week. I'm just, I'm, that's going to be my bold call of the week. 7,500 Adam Scott. I wouldn't call it a sicko special, but it definitely could be a hump to hammer because I just, I think the way that that guy, I think he just has a little more left in the tank for one more major lurk. And I think it'll probably be here. And I think he's been playing pretty damn well. I like him, and I, I don't think he'll be too highly owned. Again, with, with Corey and Brooksy around the same price, Tommy, Rosie, there's so many guys in that mid-seven range. I don't think you have to worry that much about ownership. I think it's going to be spread out like it usually is for me. Hey, we didn't so. talk about the profit. What do we? What do you think about the profit? Nah, nah, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Not long enough. I, I'm really targeting the bombers and the, and the ball-striking guys. You know, Abraham is, is oh, a actually one player, dude that- but— I completely missed is Neiman. I, I love Neiman. I like this week. Neiman, another ball striker. I, I like the ball strikers, the guys that are long. He played with Tiger, I think, last year. Um, he won Riviera. Again, we made that correlation earlier. Uh, we've seen Adam Scott, Bubba both win the Masters here, um, as well as Riviera. So, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting play. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I think I think Adam Scott, just keep an eye on him this week. If, if this winning score is like it is at Riviera, the way he hits the ball, I think he can make one last run at this thing. So yeah, and I know it's not a, uh, not very nice of me to do, but I'm going to be playing Uh-oh. a lot of live guys this week in nah. these lineups. I think it's going to be very contrarian. I think it's going to give you a real nice shot to you know try to place really high in some of these lineups where you could put in 250, 500 lineups. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, all right, I think I think we're good here. I think we're good. We got a lot of plays in. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter. Appalachian Golf's our main account. We'll be doing all breaking news. We'll get the tee times out pretty soon. Uh, at Blayton underscore Liam, he'll be there with his picks all week. Uh, he'll throw out some, I'm sure, some interesting uh, T20 parlays when some, it comes down Some to real it. degenerate stuff will be on the Twitter, I guarantee it. We'll be there. Romeo the Caddy will be chiming in at some point. And we're going to have a special guest on the second half, I think. Uh, just in a few minutes, we'll have a call in from our friend down in Kentucky. Rob G is supposed to be joining the show. So we'll see if we can get him on, get a few of his thoughts. Uh, he just had a kid, so he hasn't been... Uh, doing his normal podcast but he's a good dude and he'll uh he'll give his thoughts very sharp guy from down there so um listen take that aim bol as we always say just enjoy the show man ha- have a nice brew doggy with your family and enjoy the easter holiday if you're celebrating it but i think between live the weather and, and just the overall like just the preparedness that we're, we're ready for the next major there's such a big break between the open and this i can't freaking wait man can't wait I mean, all in. I think we got to go to town. Enjoy the show and uh, just stay stay tuned for any breaking updates. We'll have them for you on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. And always watch the Crease Cranker special. You guys have been doing a great job with that. So Blayton Lacrosse, uh, all the Blayton branded families, uh, Elo, Sammy Ferg behind the glass. Thank you, guys. And we'll be right back in a few moments to close it out uh, with Uncle Rob G. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you a quick reminder about Polar Golf an innovative take on golf head covers. Very cool product here. All head covers come with a magnet built into the cover so you can safely store it while you hit your tee shot. Hang it from your irons or from your cart. Doesn't matter, anything metal it'll attach to. Just simply remove the head cover, place the Polar Golf logo onto any magnetic metal surface and let it hang while you hit. Polar Golf's head covers not only look great, but help you keep track of your head covers too. So you never lose them again. I know that's something I always worry about on the course after I hit, you know, where did the head cover go? Did it fall off the cart? What am I doing with it? Um, so this thing really solves that problem for you. Check them out on Instagram by visiting at polar.golf. That's P-O-L-A-R, like polar bear. 
or on their website at PolarGolfUSA.com. I think we're pretty good here. Looks like we're just about loaded up. Uh, yeah. All right. I think we're I think we're buzzing here. All right. So, without further ado, we are live here at the Blatant headquarters, Long Island, New York. But we have a special guest on the horn with us. Um, I would draw this up to Jordan coming back after his little baseball, <laughs> but uh, we got our. Our cousin from Kentucky, the Wildcat himself. Uh, he's still young enough, I think, to call him cousin. Rob G yeah. in the freaking building. What a pleasure to have him on today. Uh, it's been a while. You you may recognize him from the former Approach podcast, Monday Nights with Drew, and uh, all sorts of great content, fan share and everywhere else, but just a good friend of ours, a true original member of the family tree. Rob, thank you very much for joining us. How are we doing today? We're doing well. Uh, yeah, nothing better than Masters Week, and then obviously get to talk to you. Uh, yeah, been been a hot minute and not really uh, active, unfortunately, and within the community. But glad to be kind of part of you within the family tree. We get together, family reunions, we touch base, we uh, we send the Christmas cards, and so I'm glad to be able to do this. Masters brings people together, um, and I know you've been busy. You've been cranking out good content, and so I've just been excited ever since you invited me uh, yeah, to do this because I don't get to talk golf much anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this week and uh, yeah, ready to, to talk golf again. That's it, man. We, we do it for fun here. Mostly, you know, we do have some yep. new merch on the site, but more than anything, you know, I just enjoy this as a hobby and talking to you guys in the community. So to bring back a legend, uh, you know, hopefully it won't be the last, <laughs> but definitely, Definitely for a little bit. I mean, we're not, listen, everyone knows by now it's Monday. We're waiting for these tea times to come out. I'm hearing some weather is going to interfere with play a little bit heading towards Friday and Saturday. But just looking at the board, I mean, there's there's so many good values. Masters pricing, you know, it, it is usually pretty light. Um, you know, there's guys in the 7K range. We're talking DraftKings pricing, but. Just just give me your first instinct after, you know, I'm sure you've looked, uh, peered into some research so far. I don't know about ownership yet, but like, who do you think, who do you think is going to be a pretty much mortal lock for top five come Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I know. It's not like a sexy pick because I think it's, it's going to be a popular pick, but Masters is different regardless to, um, in regards to ownership, just because a smaller field and favorites tend to hit more often. And so you got to, yeah, your, your ownership, uh, maybe total cumulative is going to be higher than maybe an average event. And so to answer your question, I, I think Rory, Rory wins it. Uh, been on him a lot in the past, you know, wanting him to achieve the career grand slam. But it just kind of feels like with the change within the driver shaft and the change of the putter, he showed, uh, gosh, incredible performance in Texas. Uh, I, I'm riding with R Rory, and if I had a hammer, I don't. I don't have any like tools around here. But if I, got I did, you. I got yeah, you. Ha ha hammer Rory. He's a gu Giltner guarantee par uh, top five, and he's. Oh. I have a very very small card this week, and just a fat win. Um, a lot of it, a lot of that meat is on Rory to win. 
yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. I, I know we talked about it briefly uh, earlier this week about it, but, you know, we've thought this before with Rory, haven't we? You know, right. it's, it's last last year, of course, holding out on 18 along with Morikawa. Been there so many times, collapsed when Charles had the four birdies in a row. I was watching that the other night. Um, it does feel like it's time for him. You know, the course, if it's playing a little bit longer, the new driver switch you mentioned and wet conditions, it just everything seems to be there for him. And maybe everything will click this year. Um, so I'm with you. I think if you like Rory enough like we do, I think you just got to go full hump day hammer away on it. Go overweight, uh, depending on what type of tournament you're playing. And I just I, I for me, I like speed too up there. Pretty obvious play, I think. I, I don't erratic at some points, but I think if you take anything away from prior years at the Masters, guys that tend to lurk there, uh, they lurk perpetually, as I say. Uh, it's, it's an every year sort of thing with him. Tiger, Patrick Reed, we'll get down to him. There's there's a few of these live boys down right. there that I, I think whether it's just bias and, and hatred from the community, I think they're going to go a little under the radar. You know, Brooksy, yep. I know I know you're going to be hesitant on Brooksy, and, and I can't say I'm the biggest fan, but, I mean, he won again on Liv, not to say that that's equivalent to even Valero, but um, I, I think I think with him and a lot of other guys with this Netflix show, you know, they saw these things happen, and, and Brooksy seemed like he was going on, uh, on the lam for a while there, but that was like over a year ago now, and he's already won twice now. I just think, I mean, 7,600 for him, we can jump around a little right. bit, but just guys, just guys with win equity that have been there before and have done it before, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to lean towards them, even if we haven't seen them recently. What do you think about some of those guys maybe that we haven't seen so much uh, due to the live factor? Yeah, I, I kind of guarantee uh, or not guarantee, but I really agree with you because what I do really assume is that a lot of these live guys are going to play well this week and then at low ownership, like you talked about. And then for the next major, the PGA championship, the ownership is going to be kind of uh, it's going to switch. They're going to be kind of more popular because the people aren't going to be basing so much on their live performance, but on the master's performance. And so what that tells me is the buy low opportunity, the ownership, uh, maybe likely discount we get right now. And so, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns and that's great. Like, let's take advantage of those unknowns. And you get this opportunity with Brooks, uh, very just uh, cheap and likely under own and a guy that's been proven. And now just one last week in a smaller kind of maybe weaker field, but doesn't matter. A win's a win. And so I'm completely, um, I'm, I'm completely there with you because just looking at it as value, what if Brooks, like you tell me what you think, what if Brooks, finishes in fourth place this week and he is 12 percent in a very short field at the at the masters what do you think his ownership would then be at the pga in oklahoma oh dude it, it's it's gonna be nuts uh up at yeah up at oklahoma. I'll, I'll tell you what man i know i know andy had mentioned this but say rory doesn't win you'll have people off him and then he's going to a place up in rochester where his wife's from his ownership's going to be through the roof but I mean, just looking at this, there, there's one guy also I mentioned. I, I know you're gonna, it's going to be a Pepto special, a sicko special. But <laughs> I'm sorry, Willie Z, 8200. I know he's putting like I, I can't make a bad joke, but he's he's got a little bit of, of a yip situation. It looks like going on. Um, but over the years, you know, in his short career, he's putted probably the best at Augusta. Even with the uh, the uh, under green airflow system, the greens are still going to be pretty damp. There's only so much they can do. So I don't think they can get right. it up to 13 on the stint meter. I don't. I mean, they can control it almost perfectly, but 
on a damp, long course where ball striking is paramount. And again, guys who have done it already, he's done it in such such a, a short span in his career, you know, millimeters away uh, from the, the PGA championship playoff. He's been there so many times already. If you're going to give me Willie Z at like 5%, I, I haven't looked at ownership. It's still a little too early, but I, I got to think he's not going to be too highly owned. Victor's 85, you know, Sungjae 8,100, first round leader last year, runner up to Dustin. I, I mean, you're going to tell me I can get Willie Z at 8,200 low owned in a major? I, I mean, like I wrote this in my article. He just has to have a little chat with Ben Crenshaw or one of these older guys, maybe Fred Couples. Hey, kid, take it easy. You're a great player, you know. Get, get it out of the head with the crazy ass claw grip. Just just go and putt and just play golf. And I think Willie Z could be in a prime opportunity for massive leverage and could be the whole X factor of the tournament. Or maybe he hasn't fixed the putting. Who knows? But I think if you're playing, if you're playing 150 max, I, I think the five dollar had 190 entries open. I mean 190,000. So you have to you have to find a way to make your lineup different. This is game theory 101, like your article said. I mean he may not be in the best of form, but like, what if he did figure it out? Everything else is fine. His career here is really putting. Um, yeah. So, so for yeah, me, I'm, like, I'm right there. Yeah. I'm right there with you just because, and I just started rub. I just want to set it before I forgot is that I have this theory and there's no like evidence to really back it up just by, you know, just based on the eye test is that when you have bad putters, putters are real shaky, you know, like Willie C is that the severe undulation at Augusta actually it makes it a little bit easier on bad putter, not easier to make the putt. But when you have, like we saw it in Texas, he would have a five footer up the hill with no break and I like, push it. And, and, you know, you know, we saw him the takeaway they're shaky uh, when there's severe undulation. It just feels like there's a little less pressure to make the cut. Now, I mean, make the putt that is totally subjective. But we've seen bad putters play well here. Willie Z from one. Corey Connor is coming off three straight top tens. Sergio's won it. I mean, we've seen bad putters play well here. Uh, and so I just feel like it gives them a little bit less of, I need to make this putt, and more of, okay, I'm going for a spot because there's a severe right to left. And so I, I'm, I'm with you on, on Willie Z, and you'll see me. My lineup's in the drive the green. That's a great contest this week. But I do want to share just kind of two names that uh, I, I'm going to be really high on. One is JT. So Justin Thomas, I think I saw, led the field at Valero in proximity. Love hearing that. Uh, you know, kind of had some tough form, tough history at the Masters at Augusta early in his career, kind of figuring it out. He's playing practice rounds with Tiger as much as he can, picking his brain. Really like him. And this won't be a surprise um, because he's played well. He's always, you know, he's going to be a chalk bomb. But that's uh, Big Finau, Big Tone. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. Really, really high, yeah, really high on him this week. And so near the top of the board, those are th those are my boys. Those are I'm riding with. And I, I can't wait till we get into Pepto special because I do have a favorite one. But But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But who else do you like? Oh, well, there's don't worry. There's going to be a, there ain't going to be any shortage of sicko specials with this pricing. But just to just to piggyback on your one point about traditionally bad putters succeeding at Augusta. I mean, we've seen it now with Willie Z with his putting splits here. They're great. And I think that is a good point with some of those short, quick ones. You can't really aim it too much. You got to just pick a line and trust it. How about Hideki? Uh, yeah, definitely not someone that I would say is traditionally a solid putter. Um, but he figured it out pretty easily and he's been playing well. You know, he snuck in that, that week at Torrey when Homa won, he was right there. 
um, as was Keegan Bradley, another jittery putter who's had not a great track record here. But again, if the course is long and soft and we think Rory's going to play good, if you look at his finishes, Keegan lurks in a lot of those tournaments that uh, Rory does, just being a preeminent driver of the golf ball. Um, you know, going down a little more, there's there's certainly a few guys in the 7K range that are great drivers of the golf ball. Uh, you know, one of my boys, Mad Dog Mitchell, a uh, prodigious yeah. driver of the golf ball. Again, played well at Riviera. We've seen the crossover there with Adam Scott, Bubba Watson. Um, Adam Scott also I love um, as a little dark horse candidate to succeed here. Ball strikers, Stevie Williams on the bag. I think he has one more run left in him. If you remember, he won in the rain in 2013 uh, in a playoff, an epic playoff over Cabrera. Tough story for him. But I like Adam Scott, just great ball striker overall. I mean, some of these guys down here, like I, I think I'm going to have to go back to them. Uh, then the two Englishmen, Justin Rose coming off the win at Pebble, great form, had a nice tweet about his, uh, you know, his books here. And Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, you, you know, I'm going to go back to Tommy boy. I mean, this guy, his major record is immaculate between the U.S. Opens at Shinnecock, difficult conditions in the win there for sure. Aaron Hills. I mean, he's, he lurks in almost every major. He lurked at the players. Valspar, I think he was top five. He's had so many close runs in the States. I, if you if Tommy Fleetwood figured this out in a wet, rainy condition tournament, would you be shocked? I wouldn't be shocked no, at all. Not, not at all. Especially, you know, what everyone's talking about with 13 and the changes there. And I know, like they said on uh, live at, uh, at the Masters and the Golf Channel, they might not play. Augusta National might not have the tee box all the way back where the new tee box is um, every single day for 13. But what all these uh, golfers have been saying in an interview today, and that's including DJ, is that it's almost a guaranteed layup on 13. And then, you know, we know that a par five scoring is vital at the Masters. And then you look at 8-2, which is usually, you know, hittable in two. But now it's uphill. It's going to be wet. Uh, it's going to be colder. Yeah. So it might be a wedge fest. And if you're looking at Tommy Fleetwood, Pretty good with the wedges and in kind of cold, damp conditions. That that kind of sounds like him. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, I'll say, uh, similar kind of with the wedges. Uh, he, he has not been playing well, but this is a guy that I think just sets up with how he, he he kind of changed and created more distance with his driver. I feel like sets up really well for him. I love Hideki, and I'm so glad he struggled on Sunday last week because. Uh, I've been eyeing him for a little bit. Min Mu Lee is going to be popular and high on him. But I want to say the first live guy that I'm going to play, and that's Neiman. Didn't really play too well in, in Orlando, but that's a public course. Birdies were going out. I just don't think he putted that well. Uh, but I really like Neiman. And there's not a lot of comp courses to uh, Augusta National. But one that we do hear a lot is Riviera where he's won. And I think Neiman's going to be severely underowned. He's right next to Justin Rose, who is going to be popular, right next to Shane Lowry, who I think topped in uh, last year. So, like, first guy off the board is, uh, for the live, is a Neiman. And you know the next guy is? Uh, maybe I might with you on Brooks, but outside of Brooks, might be Patrick Reed, and I hate to say it, uh, but but again, if we're if we're if we're laying up and the, dri the driving on the par fives, it would be harder to hit into. Uh, give me some read in his around the green game here. Uh, I, I kind of like him, but you brought the hammer out. So you, are you with me on that? 
A hundred percent. Remember, like, remember in Billy Madison, like when Steve Buscemi has like his people to take out list, like not to make jokes <laughs> yeah. about that, obviously, but I feel like Patrick Reed has something like that somewhere where he just has a vendetta <laughs> or like a black book where he's just ready to just rip people that that have, have crossed him in one way or another. And I mean, his game has spoken for itself. I think he's been waiting for this day for a long time. He loves playing the villain, as does Brooks. Um I love Reed here. And I, and you know what? Give me Tiger also. Give me them both in this. Yeah. Same line. I, I love going two or three in a row with the pricing. I think the general public likes spacing things out a little more. That's again, totally subjective. I don't have any, um, <laughs> any, any data on that, but I think that both of them just, I mean, if Tiger, as long as he can walk and this is a difficult walk, maybe the most difficult, it's going to be like Freddie couples where he's just, he's just there, especially when the winning numbers eight under, maybe nine or 10 under. I love those guys that are just going to grind it out. Um, 100% with you. I think Neiman is potentially the best pivot on the board. Excellent ball striker. You mentioned he was about 20 under through three rounds at Riv last year. Um, I mean, unbelievable player. I'm very upset that he went over there. Um, Just I don't get to see him as much. And it's too difficult to watch with the app and everything else. I hope they figure that all out. But that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, Going down, I guess we can dive into the sicko range now. Um, Let's do it. You know, there's there's a few guys here. Let me resort my lineup so I can get the pricing. But the first guy, why don't you give me give me your top sicko plays first, and then I'll do mine after. All right, number one is actually the hoaxer, Tommy Hoagie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And so speaking, coming back to the the wedges from seventy five to hundred yards, hundred yards to one twenty five. That's going to be the scoring club this week in these par fives if the rain does come and it's going to be colder and softer. Uh, Hoagie is the best in the field within that. Coming in a nice form. He ranks first on approach over the last 24 rounds in the whole field. And so we know that you know, drive is important at Augusta. Length is important. But everyone says it's a shot maker's golf course. Got to be on the right spot of these greens. Hoagie's ranks first in the field. And I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. So – 6,900, I consider that sicko. Uh, really like him. And another live guy I'm throwing out is HB3, Harold Varner. Kind of sneaky good. Yeah, really. I, I, he might be one of my uh, – he's going to be 2% on, and I might just attack that and just hope that he top 15. It's kind of like Danny Willett. Uh, Adam Moronk, yeah, sure. And you've mentioned Charles. I'm going to throw him there. But I'm going to talk about another bulldog that you uh, – you know, part of the Georgia fam. You know, he's uh, – that's right, Sep. Sep is – it would, I think, be sneaky. He just got a hole-in-one today Whoa. on number 12 in the practice round. He's dialed. He's feeling good. I didn't uh, even play see with that. Chris Burke. Yeah, yeah. So, Sep is the maybe my final guy in the sickle range. But I love Hoagie. I really – I love Hoagie and Barner. All right. So, no, you're not going to play any Phil is what you're saying? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. All right. Well, let me rip through a few of these because, you know, I got a lot of them here. But I mean, <laughs> with the suppressed pricing, there's no reason to sprinkle. And again, if you're going mess entry, you got to pick some guys that are a little off the board here. So I'll start with the Belgian meat rocket, Thomas Peters, 6,900. Yep. Talk, about, talk about guys that have had a lot of shit talk on their side recently with the whole live thing. Let's not forget he's had a top four here. Three masters, not too long ago. He's missed the cut the last two times, but he's playing better. He had that wrist injury when he went over. Then COVID happened. He was sick. I think he's back ready to contend. Wouldn't be shocked on a long, wet course if he was there at the end. 
6,800. Again, we're looking at weather conditions. One of my boys, famous Seamus Power, T14 on debut here. I like that. I love seeing guys at difficult courses playing well in his first attempt. You want to roll with the Georgia Bulldogs? Original cousin, Harris English. I know he's been sketchy. Again, coming off an injury. He, again, millimeters away from a playoff at Bay Hill three weeks ago. Not that long. Another long, difficult southeastern course. I'm looking for upside with these guys. You, you have to sacrifice a few lineups if they implode. So be it. We already mentioned Danny Willett. He'll be my last hump day hammer. That's what got me into DGen was uh, the Pat and Jeff Danny Willett play six or seven years ago at the Masters. Uh, one of the all-time great calls there by them. But, you know, I'm looking at my namesake right underneath him, JTP, the postman. Um, mixed bag here, not the longest off the tee, but when he catches a hot putter, be careful. Made it out of the stage on the um, match play and then had a nice top 10 at Valspar. So guy that if, if you're talking about a wedge game, I could see Poston pulling a little Zach Johnson, laying up on the par fives, wedging it to 20 feet and just drilling every putt. Wouldn't be shocked. Um, you mentioned Moronk, the Polish draft, love him. Uh, I have him top five, <laughs> top five around the green last 12 rounds. I mean, he's, he's a wow. very talented player. Um, I gotta, I gotta keep a close eye on him. And then listen, Cam Champ has played very well here. Um, horrific form. I, again, if you're doing 50 to hundred, 150 max, I'd sprinkle him. Um, but the last guy I'll mention is my Paisan. He's got the Ryder Cup coming up in Italy. We saw what he did on number 12, but he was right there. He probably wins that tournament, honestly, if he doesn't go into the water three times. Francesco Molinari, 6,600. I will be sprinkling him. I understand it's a sicko play, but another guy that can take the Zach Johnson wedge and putting route to this tournament. Um, I cannot see him missing out, even if it's a captain's pick, but he saw what Rose did at Pebble, you know, I think that Molinari could be sneaky here. I, I It comes with a lot of danger. You have to have the Pepto within reach. But for a guy that's lurked here several times and, again, played with Tiger and Tony Finau in that final group in 2019, that wasn't that long ago, um, in the Ryder Cup Italy year, just give me the narrative for that. And, and I don't think he could be more than 5% owned. But he also did win the Open at Carnoustie over Tiger. So in, ter in terms of – Windy crap conditions, veteran guys that could lurk here. Uh, I'm going to be Pepper and Molinari without question here at the bottom. You, you kind of sold me on him. He was my last guy out, and now I'm going to buy back in. And, you know, with it within these conditions, a lot of people kind of write off the 2020 year that happened in the fall. Uh, I, I think this could be similar conditions to something like that. It was kind of cold, soft then. It's going to be colder for spring, definitely soft if we get all this rain. Uh, and so that's just maybe the lean on. And last thing I'll just say, again, I had live ads on all the, all day today. And you had guys, especially live guys like Cam Smith, Bryson, talking about their game hasn't been in the form and they're hoping they find something. Do not let that scare you because we see it all the time. People say, gosh, I'm not hitting as well. And then they go to the range maybe tomorrow and they find something and that, that they, they contend. So do not let that scare you. You know, Bryson, if we do see Brooks's ownership kind of uh, inflate a little bit, Bryson is right next to him. And that makes for very interesting pivot with what you're talking about. If you're playing that 150 max, one way to get different. Like the the target's off Bryson right now. He came in and said, like, what, Augusta's a par 67 for me. 
Uh, he's he's kind of not going all to that speed training. He's trying to take care of his body. This just seems like, you know, he was low amp when he played the Danny Willett one. And he and on Saturday, he was going in the 18 and he's top 10. Uh, Bryson was as an amateur. So just like remember that. Uh, and he's getting away from his like meathead, long drive type shit. I, I think Bryson has this ability at maybe like under 5% own to sneak in a top 10. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, if you're playing those big contests, uh, that'd be such a good play in hindsight. Such a, such a sharp play with that. You'd be kicking yourself in retrospect. If he was lurking on a long course, just like wing foot when it was a bit damp up there, Willie Z was also there in that U S open. Correct me. I could be totally off base. I think did Bryson's dad pass away. I, th- I think he had some, he had some off the course issue. Like I think that's he what did. happened. So yeah. You know, stuff like that's horrible, and, and it that'll, de- you know, detract the player. But I, I like that he's off the meathead spree. He's such a talented guy, eccentric, definitely. People are turned off by him with live and whatever. But if you're telling me 7,500, if he's healthy, if his, if his head's checked in it, um, I mean, amazing pivot. And just last guy I'll mention, because um, you brought up the Fall Masters, I, we kind of glossed over him. You know, Jason Day is going to be really popular, and, and rightfully so. I think he could win. But right above him, Dustin, 8,800. Yeah. I mean, criminal to have Dustin 8,800 for one of probably three tournaments. Forget the PGA. I guess he could be into it. But Open, U.S. Open, Masters. Dustin will be locked in. He's geared up for this. I, I don't see any reason to not hammer him at 8,800. Um, I just – he should be a staple in all lineups, I think. I don't really see any downside to it. Um as long as he takes the elevator, uh, I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> this week, so that that's it. Well, man. I don't know any any other last minute bombs or dark horses, but I think we kind of covered them all. I mean, Louis, we didn't really mention him. I just caught caught him, but I don't know. He's yeah. I I, I think uh, Louis Prime might be gone, and I can buy my words to say that. But uh, I, I kind of like Charles more more than Louis. Uh, but anyway, no. I that that, that said, I, I'm excited. You kind of. Uh, helped affirm some of the guys I like, but then opened my eyes to some that I wasn't looking at. And so uh, I, I'm excited. I got, you know, good feelings for us this week. So hope we cash, but uh, all in all, man, I really just appreciate you having me on and it's so good catching up and talking with you. Uh, hope to do it again. Anytime brother, you know, you're always welcome here. It was great to uh, talk to you. Hopefully the community enjoyed it as well. And I got, yeah, I got to check out live from, I didn't even realize it was on during the day. I'll put it on tonight. I, I love seeing uh, Rich Lerner and Brandel uh, go at it uh, sometimes on there, but check that out tonight. We'll keep you updated with everything on Twitter. Um, so yeah, thank you again, Rob G an absolute legend and all time permanent family member uh, is in the house and we hope to see him soon again. All right. Cheers. All right, buddies. Cheers. Enjoy and be well, of course. <laughs>